0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. If you have a question as we go through today's show, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the website, make sure you check out what Chris and I look like so you can see that we have faces for radio. (laughs) And definitely click on the radio page. You can check out past shows. And you can also subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. So don't hesitate to reach out to Chris and I with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. So we're going to be diving, diving, delving into the idea of life insurance as a tool, because a lot of people have different experiences with it, whether good, bad or different. So we really want to get into it. So you have an understanding of how life insurance is a tool that can be helpful. But before we jump into that topic, I want to touch base with my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today?
0: I am doing great. Thanks, Tara. And thanks once again for having me on the show. Love doing the show with you. And we always have a good time. And you cover some interesting topics, to be sure. And uh, we were talking about that before the show, how some topics right now, you know, with everything going on, some topics don't work right? I mean, things have changed. <laughs> we we're, were thinking about one topic, but it's like, oh, you know, let's do a whole show on travel. Well, are people traveling though? You know, it's interesting, right?
1: It is. And yeah, we were looking at, we were talking about the travel show and I said, yes, it's on my bucket list now on my wish list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. To go. It, I was watching the sh-
1: commercials have been showing all those pictures of the beaches in Hawaii and Barbados. And I'm like, oh, that looks nice.
0: <laughs> Doesn't it though? Uh, well, but I know we have a good one in store today and, uh, I know you have a lot to cover, but first, how have you been? Are you keeping busy? Are you and Chris, I know you love meeting with people, talking to our listeners out there and, uh, you've probably been keeping busy around the place there too, haven't you?
1: We have, Tony, and, and we've actually been really busy with our clients because, you know, this is the time of year that we always set aside to do our annual reviews and, and look at what's going on. And of course, people have a lot of questions. Luckily, uh, the market has steadied out pretty well. So that our clients who have their money in the market, it's it's managing pretty well. And Tony, we always like to keep people up to date, right? Because bad news does not get better with age. Are you familiar with that? Uh, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) So we really like to reach out and keep connected with our clients and, and touch base with that. So yeah, we're, it's actually, it's, it's interesting because I know a lot of people are bored or trying to figure out what to do, but we're, we're staying really busy. And actually we we've continued with the radio show. We're having client meetings, Tony. And and the nice thing is that you can do things virtually. So we're all getting very good at, at that. In um, I also do Tony right now, I'm doing some days with the Pentagon and to tell you the oh, truth, wow. I'm I'm as busy as I was doing that because everybody is using virtual connections. Yep. You know, we're doing Microsoft Teams or WebEx or, you know, there's all these different uh, tools. And so it's pretty interesting because you can see people's faces and you have the conversations. So in reality, I, I think from now going forward, a lot of people are going to do a lot more teleworking because Tony, it's so nice to have that commute time back in your day.
0: Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, really, if you're efficient with your time, uh, it's really a positive thing. And so it really helps free up time for other things. And one of those things are finances. And I know that you have an interesting topic for today, don't you? What are we talking about?
1: Well, Tony, we're going to be talking about life insurance. And I think, you know, a lot of people, myself included, have paid way too much for life insurance I didn't need. And so what and but I think that applies to all the things when it comes to investing is you have to understand that mutual funds, stocks, bonds, uh, CDs, insurance. These are all tools. And if you use the tool the wrong way, it's frustrating. But if you understand how to use the tool, how does it protect your family? How does it protect your income stream? Then you can start to go, oh, well, this is a useful thing for me. So that's what we want to do today, Tony, is is kind of peel back the cover so that you can ask the right questions. It's like there's no blanket like life insurance is great or life insurance is horrible. The question is, how are you going to use it?
0: Right. And I've always thought of life insurance as one of those topics that people might know a little bit about or think they know about it. But I mean, you know, a person dies and then their beneficiaries receive a financial payout. That sounds simple enough, but like everything else that we've talked about, like Social Security, Medicare, stocks, if you uh, dig a little below the surface, it's way more complicated, right?
1: It is more complicated, but it's like everything, Tony. Once you start to be able to ask some good questions, you'll be okay. And this is, so we're going to go through a couple of things that people should know. And, you know, like one of the things is if you're the beneficiary and all of a sudden there's an unexpected death You don't have to have a physical copy of the policy to make a claim. And this is really important, Tony, because after someone you care about has passed, especially if it's unexpected, there is just so much stress involved in trying to to not just deal with the emotional event, but then all the paperwork that gets involved. And so a lot of people, you know, buy life insurance and forget about it. And then uh, so the the idea that you're going to actually be able to put hands on your actual policy. Good luck with that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Uh, Putting hands on an actual physical form, but I don't think you really need that physical form to make the claim, obviously, right?
1: Well, exactly. And so what you need to know is the name of the life insurance company. And then obviously, you know, that's where you start. So you don't have to have that actual policy to file a claim, but you do have to talk with the company and you are going to have to provide a certified copy of the policyholder's death certificate. Uh-huh. And, Tony, I just went through this with a client of mine when her husband passed. And it was I was glad I was there to help her because she didn't have her family close in town. They were on the other side of the country. And it did get to be a little morbid, Tony, because she did have to show proof of death. It was like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding? But, right. I, you know, there's wow. a rule for every... For every rule out there that's a little frustrating, you know, there's a story behind it where someone did something like that you just wouldn't believe someone would do.
0: Oh, I know! Isn't that crazy? And like, I've heard. Like we I've have heard to the, make a rule about that. Yeah, I've <laughs> heard the horror stories though about, uh, you know, what your spouse passes away or a loved one passes away, and then they can't get things changed because they don't have enough copies of the death certificate, or they can't find their birth certificate, or proof of like you know. Crazy things like that.
1: Well, Tony, with this client, she wanted to, her husband had a a sports card. She wanted to just pay it off. And the bank wouldn't allow her to pay off the note until she proved that he had passed. And it was like, oh my gosh, we're trying to give you money. And you're still making a show, have a a certificate.
0: Yep. Yep. (laughs) I hear about that all the time. All the time. You can make this stuff up. Yeah. When my grandparents passed, my mom ran into that problem. Uh, they were trying to pay their bills and there were numerous companies. And that's why they said, if you have a loved one pass, get numerous, like get way more than you think you'll ever need of the, the uh, death certificate. So
1: yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely.
0: You got to have those copies. Well, and, and you know what? I I think that um, obviously uh, things like handling the funeral arrangements uh, and getting enough of those certificates, that's going to make the process a lot less stressful.
1: Absolutely, Tony. And you want someone, hopefully, when you're going through this period of time, that's that's not directly impacted so they can be clear-headed and help you think through what you need to do. But here's another thing, Tony, that you need to bear in mind is that life insurance, the payout, is tax-free. And And I'm going to repeat nice. this, Tony. is that life insurance benefits tax-free for the designated beneficiary. So no matter how large the payout is, it's going to be tax-free. So this is really important to understand when you have that, make some good decisions about what you're going to do with that money. Because for some people, Tony, that money needs to last a long time. So they need to make sure that, they uh, invest it or secure it properly so that the money doesn't just disappear while you're in the middle of grief and maybe not making the best decisions you've ever made.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, again, why having somebody uh, that can help them through it, because you're not in a position to make some of the best decisions. So having a plan ahead of time, working with somebody like yourself uh, to plan this out. I mean, but I, I think a lot of people love the idea of tax-free distributions. I mean, uh, that's uh, one of the things that makes life insurance a key part of an overall financial strategy. And I know you've brought that up before in past shows, Tara. Um, it, it needs to consider both income for retirement and the legacy you leave behind, your spouse if you have one, uh, grandchildren, ex- children, etc. cetera. Uh, what's next on this topic? What do you have next for us? Well.
1: Sorry, Tony, I was still stuck on the tax-free. That always makes me happy, too. But- <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's one thing that makes life go round, doesn't it? The tax-free income.
1: It, it is nice because it's nothing more frustrating when you see a number and then you go, oh, that's not all mine because then yeah. it feels like you lost money. Even though you never had it, it just feels like you already lost money.
0: Well, you had but- it in one sense. I mean, you've got this retirement account and you put $100,000 and you think, I've got $100,000 in that account. No, you don't.
1: You have about 70, right? You have about half 70. Your partners. Yeah, They're partners uncle Sam. with the government. <laughs> uncle Sam is your partner.
0: It's a joint account with Uncle Sam. And you know what? He's not even your real uncle. That's the sad part.
1: Right, right. So, but yeah, so the next thing you can probably guess is you'll see a face amount on a policy. Let's just say the application is $1 million. So this is something else to realize is that that face amount may not be the amount that's available because there's a lot of different kind of policies out there. And so especially, Tony, like if it was a cash value life insurance policy, if the policy owner took any withdrawals against the cash value and the loans weren't paid back, then the life insurance company is obviously going to reduce the payout for the amount accordingly. And, uh, you know, Tony, I, I have a cash policy that I borrow from sometimes, so one of So obviously I just borrowed $50,000 from one of my accounts. And so if something were to happen to me tomorrow, then the face amount would be reduced. But Ah. as soon as I pay that back, then it'll be back up to the full amount. So it's always just to um, be sure that you get all the facts before you start getting too excited or making big plans. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure that I'm glad you gave us an example there because you really do want to understand that and make sure you're doing things right. And speaking of that, we should take a quick break. But before we do, let our listeners know how they can set up a meeting with you. There's no cost, no obligation. They can just pick up the phone and give you a call. I know you're more than happy to answer their questions.
1: Sure, Tony. So Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers today because insurance is a very important topic. And we really like to educate people about how that can be an additive part of their retirement portfolio. So Tony, that number is 719 And again, Tony, that's for people listening today that say they've heard about insurance. They're not sure if it's right for them or how they would use it. That number is 719-210-4242.
0: All right. Thanks, Tara. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Nolan Financial Talk with our host, Tara Nolan, right after this. From Tara Nolan Advisory Services right now by going to TaraEnolan.com or by calling us at 719-210-4242.
1: Welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. If you're tuning into the show and you have some questions about life insurance, uh, good or bad or different, and how it can be a tool for you, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. And definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the site, be sure to click on the radio page because you can check out past shows. We do a lot of educational topics to include healthcare, social security, investing in the market, how to deal with risk, and also subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. So during the show, we have been talking about what do you need to know about life insurance? And of course, Tony, my biggest takeaway always is how do you ask good questions?
0: Ah, there you go. I always try to ask you good questions, Tara. uh, And sometimes I succeed. But, you know, when you said, oh, we're going to talk about life insurance today, I was like, just, uh, you know, life insurance isn't a topic people think is exciting, But this has been exciting. You need to know about life insurance, especially when you hear the words tax-free, like I did in our first segment. That was awesome. And you brought up some great points, but uh, yeah, life insurance is really important. Where do you want to take us next? What else do we need to know? What are the questions we should be asking?
1: Well, here's the thing that you really need to understand, because I get this question a lot, Tony, about people who are looking to invest and say, well, what's the difference in like my retirement account, my mutual funds in the market, and my insurance policies? Because they do different things, but they do both help build towards retirement. And so here's the thing, Tony, is what you do with an insurance company is an actual contract. So once you've agreed to how that policy is gonna work, the insurance company has to pay you what they've agreed to pay you. So we've essentially removed the risk from that equation. Whereas what you have in the market, right? The market can go up, the market can go down. And we always talk about, Tony, how we wish we had that crystal ball. (laughs) Right. So so it's a nice balance, I find, to have your money in the market because it has the potential to grow because there's no limit on how much it can grow. But then the insurance company can help give you a little security because at least you have a certain amount of money that you know is not going to Reduce or go down in value. So, what's really important though, Tony, is because the insurance company has a contract, it actually takes precedence over anything that's in a will or any other kind of documents that name beneficiaries. So, what it means in the end is that if the person argues that they deserve the money from a life insurance payout and are going to file the claim. Their words don't mean anything unless they're listed on the insurance policy. So, Tony, it just brings a little clarity in, in what is usually a very emotional and stressful time.
0: Well, yeah, and I I think uh, the idea that you know the life insurance policy will trump what's stated in a will that's huge. I mean, a lot of people might be surprised by that, but that's why. And you've talked about this before. Beneficiary designations on accounts. Uh, are so important, uh, like IRAs and, obviously, insurance policies.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Tony. And that's why one of the things that we always like to do with all my clients is anytime you've had a big life event, say a marriage or a birth of a child or a divorce, you always want to make sure that you go back through and, and look at all of those beneficiary designations, because that's the kind of thing that you put at the bottom of your to-do list. But but unfortunately, sometimes death comes at a very unexpected time. And so yeah. you always want to be prepared, but it, it is very interesting is uh, especially with large families or complicated families uh, just coming, you know, to the reading of the will, it can get very stressful and it, it doesn't always bring out the best in people, shall we say? <laughs> so right. what's nice is if you know that you're the beneficiary of a policy you don't have to worry about it, what anyone else has or doesn't have. And you don't have to get caught up in the gossip of uh, that will happen when it always comes to money. People tend to get a little greedy. It's just a natural human nature response. So it's just nice to know if you're the beneficiary, you know what you're entitled to in that situation.
0: Right. And that's huge. So uh, obviously it's interesting. You know, A lot of people have tried to figure out you know, who's, who else is getting a piece of that life insurance payout? But uh, financial data is private for a good reason, right?
1: Well, it is, Tony, but I let me share a story with you. I, I think I've shared this before, but I think it's a great example. So uh, my mom came from a very large Catholic family, you know, eight children, actually nine children, but one of her siblings passed early. And when it came to the reading of the will, my youngest uncle had been a appointed the executor. And so what he just said is we're just going to divide it equally by 8. And one of my aunts insisted, Tony, she insisted that he would read the will for everybody and because she was just sure, right, that he was taking a little extra on the side. Well, you know, Tony, unfortunately what happened is he she forced the issue, they read the will and in the will it explicitly stated that my aunt was to receive nothing because she had already been given money throughout her lifetime. Oh, wow. So, (laughs) you know, it's very important that you just be uh, clear and understand how your beneficiary arrangements are aligned, but it's, it it does the, the, and Tony, this aunt, she's the kindest, sweetest person. And you just would never in a hundred years have expected that, but you just don't know how grief affects people.
0: That's true. That's true. It is interesting. It's good to communicate before the fact too, I've found. If everything's out on the table and everybody knows where they stand, I think it's much, much better. Uh, Difficult conversations, but to plan ahead. Nobody likes to plan ahead for their inevitable demise or a loved one's demise, but uh, these things happen. It's a part of life and we have to plan for it. If we don't plan for it, it leaves a mess for your loved ones who remain. That's that's for sure. Um, so if, if you don't know if you're a beneficiary, uh, though, I have a question. Uh, will life insurance companies try to find you? Will you still get the money even if you don't? Re- if somebody leaves you as a beneficiary and you have no idea they did, how does that work?
1: Well, the thing is, is obviously, there's always the the privacy laws, so life insurance companies are not going to give out information. However, if someone has passed, you can certainly let the life insurance company know that one of their customers has died. And then if you're a beneficiary, then the company is going to let you know. So there are different rules in different states because insurance companies are regulated by state, and some are obligated to routinely check for the deaths of policyholders, But typically, if if someone you know has passed and you know that they had a policy with a company, the best thing you can do is just call that company and notify them of the death. And then you'll be notified then after that.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so uh, it's good that it works that way, I guess. At least uh, there's some effort being made. And one of the things I'm also curious about is how the actual payout works. Uh, do they just send you a check in the mail or does somebody drop off a briefcase full of cash or how do insurance payouts work?
1: So you're making me laugh, Tony, because I'm just thinking of different movies I've seen. <laughs> I, I can yeah. I can tell you with, with absolute <laughs> confidence that no one is going to show up at your door with a briefcase <laughs> full of cash because oh. who's going to walk around with cash? What kind of a hand receipt? You're going to say, no, I didn't get any money. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're not going to get that. But a lot of times, Tony, you're going to have a uh, Probably about two choices is they'll offer you the lump sum, and then sometimes they'll do uh, payments. So it, it's, it's interesting. You'll you'll work that through with the life insurance company when you get notified. But um, a lot of people, Tony, like that regular payment for the rest of their life versus the lump sum, because, Tony, you have to know who you are. Like I can tell you in my family, my sister-in-law and my father, if they have money, it just burns a hole in their pocket. So... For them, a lump sum is not a favor.
0: <laughs> right. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true, too. And you want a steady income in retirement. So maybe if you're nearing retirement, a, a monthly payout, it would be good. Uh, unless you're really good about investing and working with a financial professional, then you could get the lump sum and and, and uh, let them, you know, invest it properly for you. So, so it's there <laughs> and growing, right?
1: Exactly, Tony. And so this is just the reference always because we talk about how we think money is math, but it's so much more emotional. And just it, there's there's no good or bad or right or wrong. Just know who you are. Know what your proclivities are. And if you're good with money and you can manage it, that's OK. But get some help if you need to make sure that the money's going to last. Because what we always want to make sure, Tony, is that no one ever outlives their money. Right.
0: Right. That's the key right there. And, and so here's another question, though, I think a lot of our listeners are probably wondering about. I know I've always been curious. How long does it typically take to receive the payout if you're the beneficiary of uh, an insurance uh, policy?
1: Tony, once it's verified that you are who you say you are and, and everything is in order, it takes about 30 days. So it's actually pretty quick. Yeah, that's pretty not darn bad. quick. That's
0: not bad. Yeah. It's not like you have to wait years for your money or something. Uh, no,
1: those days are gone. It's it's pretty professional at this point. That's good.
0: Well, uh, you know what? Really quick here, we have to keep moving on, but let our listeners know about how they can get a hold of you to set up that plan to make sure they have income that's going to last as long as they do in retirement.
1: Sure, Tony. Chris and I are taking appointments at 719-210-4242. And we can do both virtual or in-office appointments because it's really important for people to understand how something is going to help them so they can make the decision of how it's going to help their retirement plan for success. So, Tony, that number is 719-210-4242.
0: All right. And during our show today, we've been talking about what, do you, what you need to know about life insurance. And I, this has been a real eye-opening chat so far. What do you have next for us, Tara?
1: Well, now, Tony, we want to shift gears and start to talk about some of the pros and cons of life insurance, right? Because you've got to understand how to to say, is this for me or is this not for me? And so the big picture is life insurance generally falls into two categories, permanent and term. So term insurance is similar to like auto insurance, is you just pay a certain amount each month. And if something bad happens, in this case, a death, the benefit is paid out. If nothing bad happens, then the insurance company keeps your money. And so it's always frustrating, right, Tony? Because that's the way insurance works, right? Is you're betting the worst is going to happen. And the insurance company is betting you're going to be fine. And it's one of those odd things because if nothing bad happens, then you're almost a little frustrated.
0: (laughs) Or a lot frustrated. Yeah.
1: And and you have to think that through and go, wait a minute. (laughs) We didn't want something bad to happen. So that's the way term insurance works. And then on the other side, permanent insurance is more of an investment element because the policyholders can build a cash value with the policy. And then at the end of the day, you're going to get your money back. So mm-hmm. we're in term insurance, you pay your money in and nothing's going to happen. But with permanent insurance, you're going to get your money back Well, your heirs are going to get their money back, right? You're not going to ever see the money yourself.
0: Yeah. So what about permanent life insurance? What else can you tell us about that?
1: Well, here's one of the things you need. Some of the things I say, one of the things, some of the things you need to know about permanent life insurance is you get tax deferred growth, which means that you don't have to pay taxes on the interest dividends or the capital gains until you withdraw the proceeds. So that's always nice to know that your money can just grow. And if you're not using it, then you don't have to pay taxes on it. And, you know, there are certain tax benefits like this already within retirement accounts like IRAs, 401ks, 403bs. So here's the thing, Tony, is I have a lot of people that have maxed out their IRAs, 401Ks, 403 Bs, and they still want to save. This is where you might look at making uh, contributions to a permanent life insurance because it's another vehicle out there that allows you to get that tax deferred growth.
0: Well, hey, you know what? We're out of time. It flew by. I know there's a lot to cover there, and we'll we'll get into it on further ep- future episodes, I should say. Uh, but Tara, before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you.
1: Tony, Chris and I have set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers. The number is 719-210-4242. And if you're listening today and you're intrigued about how you would use life insurance as an additional investment tool to your 401ks and IRAs, Or if you're concerned about, well, maybe I just need term insurance, bottom line, how does life insurance support my retirement success? Give Chris and I a call, 719-210-4242. Join us for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care, and we'll talk with you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at taraenolan.com.